Hi, I'm Linda, self-love coach and hypnotherapist who loves a good yoga class in my pajamas, listening to the belly laughs of my baby boys, and hunting down the best vegan donuts. This podcast is for ambitious and soulful women who want to feel fulfilled in all areas of their life and are ready to dive deep into the mysteries and wonders of the subconscious mind in order to achieve that. So if you are ready to be let loose from the shackles of self-sabotage and design a life of emotional freedom and everyday abundance, you are in the perfect place because life can get even better than you imagine and the biggest shifts start inside of you. Welcome. A couple weeks ago, I recorded a podcast episode about how grief and fear are very tricky, hidden motivators for a lot of women who are in leadership. How grief often underlies part of what drives us to succeed and to excel to such great lengths in our careers and really any endeavor that we take on. And so make sure that you go back and listen to that episode of the Love Yourself Liberated podcast. I wanted to take that a bit further today and share with you a little bit about what I've noticed um, and the women that I've worked with and and talked with, um, especially over these last few weeks, and share a little bit with you about my story as well and how it ties into all of this. You know, there has always been such a heavy weight of human suffering on this planet. Um, There's always been wars, um, people who hate each other, uh, people who attack each other. Um, Now people do it online. They do that freely, Um, you know, tearing one another down, uh, slandering each other, you know, spreading rumors, as well as physically harming one another for lots of different reasons, whether they seem rational or not. Um, And this is nothing new to our day and age. This is nothing new to 2023 when I'm recording this. And in fact, it's something that I have always felt very aware of and um, felt very heavy about, okay? I was a very precocious and sensitive young girl, and I, I felt very aware of things that were going on, not just around me in my sort of local community or city, you know, or state, but also ways in which people were suffering or going without or facing harm, you know, really anywhere uh, on the globe. And I attribute a lot of this, not just to the fact that I had a sort of a natural temperament to care about people and to want to help people, but also the fact that my parents were um, immigrants to the U.S. from West Africa, from Ghana, And so the idea of, you know, people being over there, um, over there just never seemed very far away to me. That's just sort of how I was programmed and with my cultural connections uh, to lots of family and, you know, my my parents, uh, friends and, you know, extended family back in Ghana, um, that just never seemed very far away. And so... When I would hear little glimmers or pieces of things or see things on the news, whether it was a couple states away or a couple continents away, all of it seemed very close. And it seemed close because we all share humanity together. We all um, have a natural set of desires and hopes 
and a natural set of fears and things that make us feel anxious and not secure. And knowing that someone else could be experiencing hunger or facing um, displacement, right, or facing, um, you know, lack of lack of resources or poverty somewhere else, just felt too close. <laughs> like, well, why is anyone experiencing this, right? If we all share our humanity, why is it happening to someone over there? Because I didn't do anything, right, to not be facing that same situation, right? I didn't choose where I got born. I didn't choose to be born in America. And yet here I was, I wasn't facing poverty. Nothing extreme anyway. (laughs) And I wasn't facing hunger, right? Um, We may not have had fancy meals or been able to go out to eat very much. But you know, my parents were always able to put food on the table somehow. And so it just felt really unfair. And like someone should do something about this, right? Um, and I think in the way that children do, they just know instinctively that things are, aren't as they should be if those kinds of things are going on. And of course, as adults, we still know that. As women, we still know that. But there can be sort of a gradual, I don't know, just a, a jadedness, right? A disconnection that can come in when you're just kind of living your life and moving along. And you hear every once in a while about this terrible thing or that terrible thing. But you know that you have to function in your day-to-day life, right? You can't kind of just sit down and be upset, right? Like, um, there were a lot of folks um, during the period of time um, in summer of 2020, and those of you who, if you know, you know, right, what I'm talking about. But there were a lot of folks, you know, Black folks online who were like, we have to just kind of go to work and act like, you know, nothing's happening, (laughs) right? And it's, I think for us as women in general, there's a lot of us kind of just having to go along because there's things to do, there's tasks to be completed, there's jobs to be done, there's kids to take care of, there's, right, etc, etc. Now that's hard to carry, right? It's hard to kind of juggle, okay, how do I move forward with day to day life, while also attending to the fact that part of me feels really sad, disheartened, um, disgusted, uh, afraid, right? Um, Sorry about that. Um, you know, how do you move forward when when you have these two things that are feel completely out of sync often? And, you know, that's the tension that we live in. That's that place that we live in and constantly have to kind of derive meaning and figure out, okay, how do I have an impact while also being sure to actually treasure my day-to-day life and be present with what is going on right now in front of me as well, as well as what's happening, you know, over there. Um, And so, you know, this is a lot of why I do the work that I do. And I imagine part of why I'm bringing this up is because I imagine it's part of what drives you and what you do. I find that for women in particular, um, we want what we do to have meaning beyond just ourselves. We want, you know, the the jobs that we have, um, the relationships that we invest in to be meaningful and to leave a mark. Um, we want to be able to shape the people around us in a positive way. And we want to leave something good behind us, even when we're gone, like something that outlasts us, right? And this is why I love investing in women. This is why I love working with women to help them to reclaim their their time, their energy, 
to come back into that space where they have the capacity to actually feel fully their feelings and embody themselves while also living out their purpose and having greater impact, right, as leaders. Um, that's why I love doing that work because I know that women tend to take whatever's, you know, poured onto their plate and they find ways to multiply it and kind of give it out to everybody else. They always find a way to multiply it, um, to share what they have. And I'm not talking about sharing overly sacrificially, right? That's not what I'm about. I'm not talking about sacrificing yourself to the extent where you're giving yourself scraps. I mean, when you give a woman woman plenty, she finds a way to multiply it. That's just what she does. There's even studies that show that women, when they have, um, when they have really healthy finances, right, when their income or their wealth is growing. Um, you can see a direct relationship to how other people are, you know, who are benefiting from that as well, whether it's their children, their community, um, organizations that they're part of, they just naturally tend to invest and multiply in all these different ways. And so coming back to me as that sensitive little girl who felt really heavy by the suffering that was, again, whether it was down the street or halfway across the world. Um, I know that while human beings are often the greatest enemy to other human beings, quite frankly, um, we are also often the answer to prayers, the answer to, to suffering, the answer to the needs for connection and love and belonging. We're able to give ourselves that kind of beauty and um, amazing connection as well. So, I want you to think about how what you pour into yourself, right? What you allow yourself to have, whether that's space and time to just think and let yourself be sad by whatever's going on, right? At this at this time, whether it's Congo or Palestine or Ukraine or anywhere else, right? I actually don't even have time to list all the places where folks are suffering right now, because it's it's way more than most of us have capacity to even hold in our heads or in our hearts. It's just really overwhelming, right? To know that our brothers and sisters right around the world are, are hurting in these different ways that don't even make sense. But when you can take care of yourself, then you have that capacity to give and to become um, a solution to become a bright light and a source of hope for the people that you have influence over, right? The people that you are connected to in community in some way. And really, if each of us did that, if each woman did that around the world, the impact that we would have on changing these really large, disastrous, awful situations would be unstoppable, and so let's not discount the power of each of us investing in ourselves, giving love to ourselves, and then looking for ways around us that we can share that out on really changing the course of like how we do uh, human relationships, right? Because at the bottom of everything is human relationships, connection, people having healthy, um, you know, uh, groundedness and a sense of belonging with each other. So many broken people end up in positions that they should never be in. And man, what if we just had way less broken people? I know the solution isn't that simple. There's lots of different things that go on. But I also think about this, right? I learned a long time ago that 
a lot of the food scarcity that a lot of, a lot of folks experience in different parts of the world. They're not really about the fact that we don't have enough food on the planet to feed everyone, right? It's inequality, like it's systems and structures and politics and right tribalism and things like that that get in the way of everyone getting what they need. So if we all shifted out of trying to be greedy or take for ourselves, um, if we were less fearful of one another, then maybe we could all have what we need and even what we want, right? Because there is beauty and abundance in this world as well. It's just that it's being hoarded by the few, right? So I want you to honor the fact that you may feel overwhelmed right now. Um, There may be different times in the coming year that you're going to feel overwhelmed, whether it's by events happening outside in the world or in your own home or just even in your own heart, in your own body, right? A lot of us are suffering in different ways as well. It's okay to take that time to feel what you're feeling. It's okay to take that time to admit that you don't have the answers right away, right? And just sit and be and give yourself that acceptance and that that love and that compassion. And when you've had enough of that and you can feel that sense of, you know, being restored from the inside out, then moving forward with, you know, your meaning making, right? Building hope finding ways to be a part of the solution, finding ways to be a part of spreading the love, right? Of spreading the joy. Um, I don't know if you all know my friend Ari Hanavar. I might link to um, her website in the notes, but um, she's a beautiful, compassionate human being. Um, She lives in California with her family, and she's an example of this. She's an example of a woman who was just so full of heart, so full of care, right, and concern for for other humans. And it's just kind of her hands are dipped in all these different pots, right, of just ways that she can give and shower and pay forward um, what she knows that she has to offer. And while she is a beautiful and unique person, she's not the only one. Any one of you can have a more massive impact than you ever thought possible. And so when it comes to who you are as an individual person, an individual woman, and and how you lead or how you influence those at work or at home or anything like that, please don't minimize the impact of what you do. This is where it all starts. This is where the good stuff starts. The level that you're at is is perfect. You can have such a tremendous life-changing effect on somebody else that you may not even realize the ripple effects of. You may not even live long enough, right? It may, it may outlast you by decades, right? By um, hundreds of years. But the effect that you can have just in the ways that you uh, interact, that you speak to other people, that you show up, that you give your light, you never know right, how far that can reach. So in this time of great difficulty, whatever time that is, whether it's personal or not, I want you to remember that. Give that time to yourself to feel what you feel. Allow yourself that time. Um, and eventually come back to it, right? Because we need you. And that's why I'm invested in you. Because I know that through me, through all of us, we really can change our part of the world. And that matters, okay? That matters for something. If you would like to learn more about the programs that I offer for women of influence, uh, women who are in leadership, please check out uh, my link below for Love Yourself Liberated. 
It's a personalized, high-touch group coaching experience to help you to pour that love into yourself and to address your own uh, inner wounds, to address your own inner child, um, balance out your masculinity and femininity, and be able to actually nourish yourself from the inside out so that you can show up more powerfully in your leadership and have more of that uh, positive and credible impact wherever you leave your fingerprint. Okay, so I consider myself the secret woman for busy, but overwhelmed, high stress woman in leadership, because that's who I've been working with for years at this point. And I've been helping them to get uh, back control of their lives of their schedules, um, get back connected and really deeply rooted into their relationships that have grown, you know, weak or strained. And I want to help you with that too help you decrease your stress and maximize your pleasure in everyday life. All right. So if you want to learn more about that, just go ahead and check out that link. And I look forward to hearing from you. I hope this encourages you and I'll talk with you soon. You hung with me to the end, my Shiro. If you benefited from this episode, please say thanks by leaving a wonderful review. It helps me know what's helping you the most and allows more like-minded women to find and learn from this podcast. We don't want to keep all the good stuff for ourselves. See you next time.